Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Are we? Yes! Yes, we are, because that is the name of the show. Welcome. <laughs> I am Sam DeLove, and this is our Children of Erte after show, where usually I catch the cast on an off week and hope to pickpocket spoilers from them while they're still unawares. <laughs> but what makes this night different from all other nights is that tonight is a before show. And so our job is to amp up our players, including my guest, for the adventures ahead of them tonight. Hopefully feeling adventurous herself <laughs> is said guest, Alicia Marie, and please tell these good, good early finches all about yourself. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Alicia Marie, and I'm a costume artist and cosplayer and RPG performer, and I just do a lot of creative stuff in general. I've been lucky enough to work with, um, as a costumer, I've worked with some uh, big names. I've worked with Megan Thee Stallion, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ronda Rousey. I've made a costumes for the custom pieces for the current WWE SmackDown champion. <laughs> Just a bunch of really cool things. So I'm always doing interesting things in costumes. So if you follow my socials, you'll find all that stuff. As far as RPGs go, I mean, I'm here on Tuesdays, on Mondays, I'm on the Glass Cannon Network. On Fridays, I'm on Be Never Ending, where I play a Radiant Citadel campaign with Lauren Neb Oboe as the DM. And then starting this week, though, for um, a few Saturday, a few Fridays, I'll be hosting the Crown Channel's Crown Cosplay Show as we roll, getting ready for TwitchCon's cosplay contest. So I have a lot of good things coming down the pike. <laughs> it's true. A more impressive being than Alicia you cannot find on this Our Lady Beyonce's internet. But before we can get this party um, raging... <laughs> The Scarface not vampire, though somewhat distracted by grooving out to hook on a feeling, nonetheless does compel me to mention our sponsors. Just, just please don't bite me. <laughs> Idol champions of the Forgotten Realms, we are giving away two codes and you can type code in chat for a free Electrum chest in game. Die Hard Dice, purveyors of clicky clacky math rocks and Sirenscape, because epic games require epic music. <laughs> now, with those technically not vampires satisfied, on with our show with a reminder that you too can ask Alicia questions like, how can I get lightning to strike me in a way that gives me super cute hair? By asking your question with QUESTION in all caps in chat. So I'll lead them off, but we'll pick it up from you as we go. Okay, chat? I love it. I love so, it. 
please, 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 please tell me a little bit about what inspired you to make the beautifully competent and secretly raging Feruza Armstrong. <laughs> I want to know everything about what led you to want to embody this being on this show. Oh, I love it. You know what? Okay. So when I first, when uh, Adam first contacted me about being on this show, I was like, oh, excited because you get to create a new character and anybody who plays any RPG game is like, I get to create a new character. And you go, everyone goes crazy. It's like, we turn into like Frankenstein for a minute. There. It's true. You know what I mean? So like, so I did know, I will tell you this. I did know the party comp before I even got started. So I knew looking at the squishies that were going to possibly be in this. I knew that like, I'm going to be bringing some beef. I need to bring the meat. <laughs> It's what's for dinner. And we the meat. So I was like, I mean, already, and, and I know that Chad has already figured out that obviously Farouz is going to be a tough one. Not sure, maybe it's, but she's definitely going to be the tough one. So with her, I was like, I know I'm going to be playing a class that I'm I'm pretty much well-versed on and a class I love. Um, even though we haven't really announced it, people can tell it. People can kind of figure out what she is. But in coming up with who she was, like it's, with character development, for me, it's always the personality first. Like, who do I want to play? And because this is a long campaign and it's not a one shot where you just blow in like a big crazy character, <laughs> I wanted a <laughs> you know what I mean? One shots are like oh, circus yeah, acts. It's like do, 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 and Farouz is exactly what I think of in terms of restraint. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, she's she's <laughs> a slow burn. That's why in the beginning she was um, very restrained. And then as time went on, she's just more comfortable with these people, even though she's still really um, like concerned about what's going on. I will say one thing about her is that some people on Twitter, I think, did get the connection between Feruza and a character in pop culture that I really love. I mean, it's pretty direct to me, but it did take people a minute to catch who Feruza's sort of modeled after. <laughs> oh, so we're going with that then. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but we should take that as intent as intended from someone who might have cosplayed such a figure <laughs> to great and marvelous effect. Yes. So I was really excited to be able to play um this type of character that was supposed to grow from a human, because most of the time when we play RPGs, we play characters who are used to fireballs being thrown, to, to people flying around them, to different racial, as far as like humanoid type racial things. But we were, we're starting off, we're humans. So if you're a human thrown into a world that's magical, like how would you react? Yeah. You'd be like, what was that? It would take you more than three days to get used to an icicle attacking you, um, a wolf being bigger than a moose to, so Feruz is definitely that person that has her whole life, you know, focused on everything, you know, everything's planned with her. Um, everything's predictable and she likes it that way. Maybe it's part of like, because she was an adopted girl and she sort of uh, grew up with what she feels is a lot of chaos. So her way of control is just making sure she plans for each thing to happen predictably. But now she's been thrown into a world that's just entirely unpredictable. So in comparison with all the characters, she's definitely the one that's the, the slowest to embrace this compared to Neb, who's like, woo, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's 
true um, that Feruza is sort of the the one who's the party's bastion of normalcy. If like Silas is out there like following, like, well, the world is video game logic. Feruza <laughs> still has the sort of insistence that things ought to make some kind of sense. Do you like, usually yeah, find like, yourself playing like the rational type or is this a divergence from your norm? Okay, so here's the deal. I will say this. Feruza is different personality wise than me. I mean, we're both like really focused. I come from a really education focused family. So her having that sort of background, like that fits with me. But personality wise, I'm definitely more run in first, ask questions <laughs> later. So I'm definitely more of a neb. Feruza's personality is like my sister. My sister's more calculated and more like, like she throws barbs that are like jokes, but they're cloaked. And so I'm, I try to do that with her, but I don't, I'm not that great at it. I'm more like throw a joke and it's out there. But um, she's she had her her grasp on reality is tenuous at best at this moment. So you 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 see her trying to pull back to reality, but then realizing this is this is reality. And yes, for the past I don't know five, six, seven days, I don't even know how long it's been. Things have been completely just haywire for her. So. I do think this, she's she's liking having a group of friends. That's something she's never really like had, a group of friends. She's really more of a loner. She was very education focused as a person and just getting where she needs to be. Like she has her eye on the district attorney's office. That's where I want to be one day. Like that's in her head. So now she's here with this group of people who she never, who she thinks she would probably never bump into in real life. And they're having to save each other's lives and look out for each other. But because of what she is as an attorney and someone who basically likes to fight for the, the little person, naturally, she's a protector. So naturally, she wants to look out for these people, even though she doesn't really like know what they're about. <laughs> sort of, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it really has just been a few days, not just in the magical world, but knowing these people. Yeah, it's only been like, it's only been a few days. And I had like this sort of thing where I gave each character like a little, like a word that sort of like makes me think of like, kind of like what they are sort of. Let me see if I can find it. I wrote it down because it helps me like, let me see, we write down everything. If I can't find it, I can't find it. Too bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I found it. Um, I wrote down Neb is like the... To Feruza, she's like the the nine-year-old in all of us, like the essence of like, you know, she's like the group, she's like intuition, she's like following your heart. She's sort of like the spirit of the group. So if Neb is like the yeah. spirit, then we have Robin, who is like this must protect sort of age aside is like automatically like the group mom, sort of like she's like, these kids are so sweet, but they don't, you know, they haven't done this, that, but I've done this and that. And she's that, definitely... and that, and that in Robin's case. <laughs> yes, no, Robin's done it. So she's just generally the heart of the group. Everybody, Robin is just who everybody, like whenever there's sort of like a problem, you'll notice that all the characters tend to look right at Robin and say, how do we do this? Yeah. And Robin's like, well, in my experience as a coat maker, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> she's done really well with that. Um, Maeve is more studied. Like she's like the eyes and like the ears, the outfit. She's the record keeper. She's attention to detail. She's the mind of the yeah. group. Definitely, she's like, well, this didn't happen, so let's make sure we check this before we run ramshot into the rap party sort of thing, 
right? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I was running toward the rat party. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, we're at rat party where rats are having babies. <laughs> what is going on? The theme was, in all fairness, rats. Oh, God. <laughs> rats. Um, and then I have Silas, who's like, even though outwardly he appears like this trickster, he loves his fandoms, he loves his basketball, Silas is automatically a fixer. He's like the person that if something happens, you notice he quickly says, I have an idea. We're going to counterbalance my weight to pull you up, you know, pull up the person who fell from and the rest of us might go ah, at first, whereas Silas will all of a sudden change gear and come up with a really like kind of weird idea that works. So I have him as like the the body, like the courage. He's like the the body of the group. He's the one that will be, will save you sort of. So yeah, that's where I have everybody in my head. <laughs> so where would Feruza put herself in that metaphor? Ew, why do you ask these things? I'm just kidding. I'm rude. Um, Fruza is definitely personality. She's 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 emotions. She's some ideas, but um she's she's like the reality check. She's like truth, authenticity, maybe a conscience. So I'll put her as like some somewhat of the soul, sort of. Um, because she's a person that just wants everyone to sort of see what they have and what they are. But at the same time, she's really, there's so much she thought she knew about herself that she's just finding out in this world. Like they're like the whole thing with um her recognizing her own like strength. That's a good, a lot of people can probably see that as a great metaphor for themselves. But she's she's been, she's always believed herself to be really strong. And I think being in a situation where she's thrown off her game is and is sort of daunting for her, but she's seeing slowly that she, that she can handle it. And it's great that she has these new friends who are so encouraging. And that's new for her too, because she comes from cutthroat New York where everyone's like, sink or swim, bitch, figure it out yourself. <laughs> yeah. But these, you know, you have like Silas and you have like Maeve and um, Robin and Edna. Neb, they're all like, you can do this. And she's never really experienced that before. So it's like causing her to open up a little bit. <laughs> Remember, you too can yeet a Neb wolf. <laughs> Just believe in yourself. Yay, I'd like to cast yeet. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. on your list. <laughs> oh my God. Taking notes. Just uh, <laughs> Gosh. Um, so in that spirit, then, sort of looking at her arc, we can never really plan these things as role players, right? But do you have a trait that at least right now you hope that Feruza grows out of or into? This came to us from socials from Tricky Bacon. <gasps> from Tricky Bacon. Hi. I know you from Twitter and other things. Um, like I said, Alicia is more like Neb. I'd be like, oh, let's go. Something to do. It's weird. I want Feruza to, there's a lot of ways I want her to let go a little bit. And it will take her longer. Um, at least now she realizes this is reality. She does. She's like, this is really happening. So now she's she's more focused on, um, okay, how do we figure this out so we can get the heck out of here and go back home and handle life? She is not embraced the idea of maybe this is it. Where I think Neb who loves her family and everything might be okay with that for now. Robin, of course, Robin's like, this is chapter 
177, who knows? Faruza, I, I do. I, I want her to be like, this could be what's next. And this might be different than what you had planned for life, but there might be a reason why you are here. And not to still, she's still looking backward. I I wanted to to go there, but she's, it's, I mean, like anybody, it's going to take a minute for her to say, okay, I'm just going to let all that stuff I worked on go. And right. just, you know, right now she's thinking, okay, if this is where I have to be, what do I have to do to figure this out with these people so you can get out of here? <laughs> You're trying to win at Magic World, Feruza. <laughs> right. She's like, wait a second. <laughs> get it. How do I get an A in being a? Magic World? Wait a minute. Did I learn about this in economics and law 204? I don't remember. You know. Spoilers. No. Yes. No. <laughs> you don't you I won't mean, know anything. 204, the lower division economics classes <laughs> rarely cover arcane theory, I found. <laughs> arcane. The disappointment arcane, of the curriculum. Arcane dance theory for this. That's all. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, absolutely. I I endorse this. Uh, so <laughs> I guess in the spirit of letting go, there is the nature of what she does as a class, one could <gasps> say, as, as a contrast. So I have to ask as a person, this sort of like buttoned up Harvard lawyer on a magical monster adventure now, what do you think fuels that uh, <clears throat> rage? Oh, exactly. What fuels? So this is something that I spoke to Deb with about before we even started the show. Like I wanted to really explore that whole idea of like, you know, female rage. And so um, being that her personality, like you said, is the 100% buttoned up. And, you know, she she stays on there right and narrow. And, you know, she's super lawful neutral, you know, sort of this is what it is, you know. Um, she has not figured out that letting yourself be present and just embracing, like, the things that you feel inside are what are what actually are is good for her and what she wants to pull off while she's in this new world. So all she knows is that, oh, wow, I can do this sometimes, but she has not made the exact connection yet that it's in her to be able to do that. Um, I do think because of where she comes from and the fact that she was adopted, she was in the, the foster care system, she's learned to shut some of her emotions down and it's perfect for the job that she's in to just make sure you're not super emotional about the things you do. But to, for her to be successful in this world, she's going to have to connect to her emotions and like understand herself and kind of just let them let them go. And when she does that, that's when the cool stuff happens. But she doesn't know that just yet. She's getting there, but she doesn't know it just yet. I know she doesn't know. <laughs> I really enjoy that kind of dramatic irony between player and character. I know exactly how you have to grow. You don't get to yet, though. You will. Eventually, you will. That's it. That's it. Because with this show specifically, and we all talked about this before we started the show, is this was your opportunity to take a character and, like, develop it. 
And we rarely get to do that as players to take a character and just, you know, spread it out and like have them experience things. And then, you know, two steps forward, a step back, two steps forward. Ah, she turned into a wolf. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait a minute. This makes no sense. And to really do that, that's what, that's what I think makes it so, makes this show specifically so much fun because we've had over the past, what, 18 episodes, the ability to get to learn who the character is and how they would react in this situation realistically and then get to know the other characters. And I have to say, like, I, I, I love Feruza. Like, I think about her all the time and what it would be like to be her. And, um... Like all the other players in this game, we have like 16 page backstories. So we all, we know everything about these characters, like where they come from, who their parents are. But then in this, at the same time, every time something happens, things, things change and it like sort of alters the reality and the future, how they move forward. So I just, I, I like the fact that I, I can't predict what's gonna happen next at all like we don't we don't metagame like that so we have we're just sort of like in the moment going okay i guess there is a statue and we have to do something with it because we're here let's hug it ah we're dead that's another thing i want to bring up <laughs> um deb is amazing but she's cutthroat there are some dms that are cutthroat that are like i love you guys However, you can get maimed in this world. You can, <laughs> you, you can get hurt and you can have permanent scars. You can work that into your character because that's just the reality. So all of us, that's why, like, I know someone asked me on um, uh, Twitter about, like, how come, like, our faces are always, like, in the game. <laughs> we're always making these, reacting. It's because we're scared. Like, oh, gosh, what's going to happen? Oh, no. Like, you know, and then you, get, you roll those dice and you just hope. For like when I rolled the dice, when I was, when Feruza was crossing that bridge a few episodes ago and the episode, the, the counterbalance episode where she fell off the bridge, I was like, that was a nine. So she fell and that was it. Mm -hmm. You just roll with it the best you can. But Deb is not, she's she's an amazing jam in that she can build around any of any sort of eventuality. But at the same time, she's like, this is what happens as a character. What do you do now? What's gonna happen? What's it? Figure it out. And then she'll laugh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you guys fell. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, you're on the ground. Oh my goodness, that's so silly of you. She's like, I'm a, I'm a benevolent god. What it? What? What? <laughs> but the world is the world. The rules are the rules. And you look very funny splatted next to the bridge. <laughs> I don't know what you want. You know, it's just, it's, um, I, you know, I, I know people have feelings about the whole, you do things because your character would do it. You know, that, that whole discussion. People hate when, like, yeah. why would you? I think it's fine doing what your character would do as long as it's not something that would be detriment to the game, the DM, or the group. I think people like, like, I like the fact that I know that if something happens, guess what? Neb is walking right over to it. Like, I know that's going to happen, and that's just her. Mm -hmm. I like when people's characters start becoming a personality. Like, we expect Silas to do this. We expect Maeve to do this. I like that 
because I also see the a lot of these people in this game in other games and I see their other characters. So it's fun to see how they can like flip and be different, different characters with different personalities and different games that would make different decisions or choices and situations. And I find that so interesting, so inspiring and so much fun because like I said, I've, I've seen all of these players in different games and i can tell you these characters are completely different so they're they're making decisions as their characters which is the way i think it should be like how many <laughs> non-melee attacks um our performers have range ah! <laughs> yes um but smashed did Hope get a question that. over uh, Twitter from Fallen Angel about what it's been to be a new player to the table of mostly established folks who've been playing together for years. I can tell you until I interviewed folks and they told me that that not everyone had been playing. I mean, I couldn't have picked out of a lineup who was new to the table in any way. Oh, thank you. That was def that was daunting. Um, one of my favorite words. When Adam asked me to join the table, there was a player that was supposed to play who'd played with um, this table before. And he, the, this player had to jump off because he had to work, had work or a job or something. So couldn't sign on for the series. So they asked me to do it. And I was like, oh, and then they were like, this is the table. And I was like, wait a minute. All these people, like you said, have played together for years. So they have a rhythm, even though they play different characters, they have personality and play types and play styles they're used to. So anytime you're jumping into like an established, like well-oiled machine, it's scary. You know, I mean, I try to be a confident person because I believe if you are confident, it inspires just other people to be confident too. Even if yourself inside is like screaming. I feel you're, you're okay. So I, I do hope <laughs> confident in things that are true. Yeah, like you try to be like, you're just going to be authentic. If I'm nervous, I'm nervous. If I'm, you know, if I'm, I'm into it, I'm into it. So I, 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 one of the things I wanted to do with, especially when we started off this series was to kind of watch how they play with each other a little bit. So in the beginning, I was definitely more, you know, easing into the conversations, easing in it, but it was good because it played with the story. It played well with the story. They were all sort of like, ew, I'm on this train. Who are you? Where are you from? Nice to meet you. <laughs> what are we doing here? Someone give me a ticket. Okay. <laughs> so it worked well because Feruza was getting to know them all. And Alicia is getting to know these players. So it's sort of now that like we're 18 episodes in, you, you've totally seen personalities emerge and play styles emerge. And you've seen like the range. I mean, now we're getting into like the range of emotions with things because things are starting to like get real. They're starting to get real. So, mm -hmm. lots true. to do. <laughs> and clearly to have been brought in as a new player to a relatively established player bespeaks that table's faith that you were the best person to do that sort of thing. And just to become part of that group so seamlessly that, again, I, whose job it is to pay very close attention to all the cool stuff that you do, couldn't tell that that you hadn't just been rolling around dice with everybody. So clearly they were entirely correct. And once again, you should feel confident because you are excellent. Well done. Thank you. That made me feel good. It's hard. It's definitely hard. And also, like, anybody who plays RPGs, especially live, you, you hate you. 
you don't, you, you can't stand yourself. <laughs> well, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're sort of like, oh, everyone's going to hate me. Everyone's like, I think we all have that anxiety where you go live and you're like, everyone's going to hate me. Everyone's going to hate my character. Everyone's going to think I suck. I think we all do that. It's like performance anxiety and what's it called? Um, imposter syndrome, all that stuff. We all have it, even if we feel, even if we appear confident as heck. Everybody goes in the game going, everybody hates me. Everyone hates my characters. Oh God, I'm terrible. I suck. I'm the worst person in the group. You just have to like sort of let a lot of it go because there's going to be people who don't like your character. So, so what? There's going to be people who don't like your play style. So I'm talking about people watching us like that. So oh, it's true. And I yeah. have complete confidence in every game that I'm in that I'm annoying and probably the worst player there. And <laughs> and everyone is thinking that and it's all right. And we just play anyway. And it turns out <laughs> no one actually thinks that about you. And heck, <laughs> I can't imagine You'll... anyone thinking that about Feruza. Just there's a certain level of wrong that oh I don't God. think I can personally fully empathize with. That's clearly a failure of my ability to relate <laughs> to people who are who are fictional. Um, I do not believe oh. that group exists. You know, and it's like I um I will say this like I I'm relatively new to um live RPG. I didn't start until like the very beginning of 2020. That was like when I first started and I sort of jumped in with both feet because I loved, I just loved it. I think it's so much fun. I feel like I'm playing with friends. I like hearing people talk. I like, I love finding out about people's characters. I could talk about them for days and I could listen to people's character backstories for days. I'm one of those total nerds. But my first, when I first experiences with like live gaming was like kind of negative. So the fact that I'm still kicking and still doing stuff, I'm proud of myself, but I, it's like, I was frying pan um a friend of mine just give you guys a full story since this is a stream where we can share a little dirt i started with a stream that's now defunct but it was the beginning of the beginning mid pandemic there was a um streaming channel that was like oh you and your friend one of my friends you guys are new join our community and we're like but we're new to streaming too they're like oh you'll have fun you'll be great so we are here we are new players and we sort of jump into the game and then we find out, like, as it goes along, like, the DM was, like, talking crap about me and then and the other player as well, my friend, both of us. So both now of us- Now I would like to rage. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go through a whole thing. Like, that is the kind of thing where it, it could t take you off your game. Or, like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's the kind of thing where you could you see it in black and white and you it would make you not want to play anymore. I'm out. But instead, like, me and my friend, we both said, you know what? He's a loser. He's a loser. He's not going anywhere. And now he's gone. He's gone from the community because he's a loser. And instead, we just took that. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye. As just how it is. Like, it's just, some people aren't going to like you. Some people are. Who cares? Bye. You do you. You have to. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> let me be queer. So not only... Have you <laughs> successfully deceived me that you have been with this group for like a super long time, but also that you were in streaming to Terpicas for like 800 years and yet early 20... Again. 800 years! <laughs> the most impressive on Our Lady Beyonce's internet. Alicia Marie, y'all. If you aren't following, that is a mistake, but it is a mistake that you can rectify, I assure you. <laughs> You can rectify it. Yes. Thank you very much. 
Okay, so can I ask a few Feruza questions because I've yes. been saving them up for a while and also I think some of our chat have uh, as well because I have questions about uh -oh. Moose Friend. Yay! Let's start with a question from Maverick 2. Does Feruza think she will find her Moose Friend? You understand, I did not have a moose coming into this game. But in this game, I found a moose and I made Feruza made a, a connection with the moose very early on. And so for whatever reason, she's really holding on to that moose. I like to think that was the moose that led, that Neb bumped into. I oh, yeah. do think she's going to see that moose again. And I think there's some significance to that moose to Feruza. We don't really know just yet it is. And like I said, Deb doesn't share everything with us. And she asked us, I'll take your backstories, but do you mind if I do some things where you guys don't? And we're like, go right ahead, do it. So that's one of the things where I'm like, okay, I guess Feruza has a connection to a moose. And now I want the moose back or I want to, there's something to the moose. And yes, she does think she's going to see it again. But until then, I suppose it remains a mystery. Yeah. Oh, that was, you know what? Are you here all week? <laughs> In fact, I am. And I'm certainly here through what's coming up. Because again, don't forget, y'all, uh, at 6 p.m., we're going to be rolling into uh, the next episode of Children of Air Day. So, you know, get hype. Please also do disseminate your hype into chat uh, to pump up the impressive Alicia Marie uh, preparing for tonight. Um, no, but seriously, what connects Feruza to Moose Friend? Is it like a main thing? Is it because both Feruza and Meese contain barely pent up fury? What do you think fuels the connection between Ferus and Moose? Oh my God, Ferus and Moose. Okay, so I don't, people might not remember, but Feruza has a bird back in New York City, yes. that, that her neighbor was taking care of. Feruza's bird named Frederick is a, an umbrella cockatoo. And Frederick barks like a dog because the neighbor had a dog that used to make a lot of noise and bark and the bird learned how to bark. So Feruza's bird, Frederick, barks. She had a really deep connection to Frederick. If I had to guess right now, Feruza feels connected to the moose in the same way she feels connection to Frederick. So in Fruz's dream of dreams, somehow the moose is like the spirit of Frederick. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> totally different incarnation. However, um, it's, it, it, it's sort of like a, yeah, it's sort of like a family, a weird family thing she fears with it. Like, what are you doing here? And it was watching her. So we're talking about a little girl that was orphaned. And um, she may not remember that much of her biological parents, but it's always there. Like, I think many children would be like, wonder whatever happened. So without realizing it, she's always looking for connections to, to things like, what, what is the reason? What's the purpose? And so she's sort of grabbing at it a little bit. But yeah, the moose. Mm. The feel. A perfect greeting to the moose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh gosh mm -hmm. but so also, I, mean, I mean yeah no go ahead i was just going to ask because i had wondered whether moose 
was a main thing. I had never put together the combination of cockatoos and moose, I admit. <laughs> Relic cockatoo and uh, moose. But a it's lot of her abilities are sort of flavored as being mm -hmm. from Maine. She is so uh, <clears throat> cold resistant as being yes. from Maine. Uh, mm -hmm. Her familiarity with an axe is related yes. uh, to as the child of a lumberjack, as we have learned in the past couple episodes. What is actually like your relationship with Maine? Like, how with does Maine. that factor? Yeah, Maine. With Maine? Yeah, where where Farooza's from, and where where so oh, many you of mean, okay, where, where she's from, Maine. Can yeah. we, okay, so that's where she was born, apparently. And it's also where she, in her backstory, she was orphaned when she was very young. She was like five years old. And um, like, so they found her and she had like a note pinned to herself saying, take care of her. And so her person is this sort of, um, uh, it was one of the teachers at the, the school where she, I don't like to say orphanage, but like the foster care system that she worked in. So that's that's why she focuses on family law and foster care law because that's where she that's the system that she came up in. So her closest like family is that that particular woman who also retired and left her the ticket to this this whole thing. Um, so Maine is Maine is her home and it's where she's from. It's where she grew up. Until it's wherever she was adopted by this lumberjack, as Neb put it, family. And she ends up in New York City because she always said, I'm going to go to Harvard. I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to work for a law firm, make sure I crawl my way to the top, have my eye in the district attorney's office, become deputy district attorney. Like she has step, steps and stages for each part of her life. And in nowhere in those steps and stages was getting a train wreck visit a weird land, go through a cave. That was not in the plan. It wasn't okay. In the plan. <laughs> well, so it's like now going, what part does this fit in? Okay. If everything's, cause if everything's, if this is chaos and everything is chaos and that for her is like, it's scary. And she's this big, tall girl, but she's scary. It's scary. All of it. Don't worry mm -hmm. though. I'm sure everything that happens tonight will go perfectly according to plan um, because that's going to about do it for us. Um, thank you so much for joining me, Alicia. And everyone, please tune in. We're going live with Children of Airtay in just 15 minutes. So oh I gosh. hope you are to find out what goes next. I know. I've been looking forward to this no episode. <laughs> so. We will be back here next month, but until next time, we're going off the air today. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Airte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.